Hey everybody, welcome to episode 7 of Coffee at FCG. We've had some really good weeks and we really love doing this. Hope you are enjoying it too. Loved having our guest a few weeks back, Ashley and Carly, back to just the four of us. I think this is the second week actually, it's back to just the four of us in here. Uh, And we're going to start a new series today that we're actually very excited about. It seems like some people might think this is a bit of a boring subject, but if they do, it's because they don't understand how exciting the Word of God is. Mm. But this series is going to be about the importance of the Word of God. Um, It is life. It is truth. It is uh, the the Logos word. If you want to use a Greek word, John 1.1 says that in the beginning, there was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. I mean, this is uh, it's not just words on a page. It's alive. It is um, active, and I'm excited to talk about it for the next few weeks. Before we jump into that, we have our startup question. Very important today because the air here in North Carolina is finally getting a little bit crisp. Thank God. Yeah, thank you. The leaves are changing. Might want to. Might would call this peak season. They are. Orange and yellow and brown and beautiful. And uh, the question is, what are we drinking? (laughs) It's been iced coffees and things like that for the last few weeks. Today may be a little bit different. So here we go. Why don't we start with William? What are we drinking? Mm, Well, today I have something different. Uh, It is a bottle of... (laughs) (coughs) Say it. (laughs) <laughs> bottled water straight from uh straight from france i guess <laughs> uh i don't have any coffee so and there's oh that's well sad. that's against the rules honestly that's on youtube brother yeah yeah well i had some earlier today and i'm kind of saving up for for some later so there's a fresh <laughs> pot of coffee in this building right yeah. now it's i know weird. so there's three of us that are having coffee at fcg today will is having le bleu at fcg <laughs> Uh, how about we move over to the other side of the couch? Britt, what you drinking? Um, BJ made some eight o'clock coffee and normally I don't like eight o'clock, but this is good. Yeah, it's, it's good. good. I put some half and half and cinnamon in it and it's an adorable mug that I found here that Lisa thinks might've been hers. Yeah. But <laughs> it's really coffee tastes better out of a cute mug. Mm-hmm. I agree. I have a cute mug too. I think this is from y'all's house and it's it is. a Mama Mia mug. And I actually have the same thing as Brittany today. I'm going half and half in cinnamon because I'm trying to not do a lot of sugar. So you have half and <laughs> half in and cinnamon. And I really, yeah. What does Brittany, what do you have in yours? Half and half in cinnamon. Mm. I like cinnamon sugar, and coffee. It's very good. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. I put, I, well, during the fall, I put the pumpkin pie spice from Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. And and this is just random. It just needs to be said. Yeah, go ahead, because girl. Yesterday, I mean, what a weird thing. We we're at Longhorn having a nice dinner, and they bring me out a carafe. Is that what those things are called? Mm-hmm. Of butter with sugar in it. Oh, that yeah, was weird. Just so much sugar. It was like a tablespoon it of was, just white sugar. It seemed like more sugar butter. than butter. Yeah, it was among the strangest things ever. I mean, it's yeah. It's the South. Maybe Anyways. they just thought. And it was, but it was, but I think they thought it was for your sweet potato. Oh, right? Is that what, is that what that I would guess. have been for? Don't I, forget I, your side of sugar, butter. <laughs> <laughs> but there was no cinnamon with the. No, there wasn't. And then she just brought but you, you know what? I remember high. when you ordered, you said, you said just cinnamon. 
for my potato. And she was like, no sugar. And right. And then yeah. you said just cinnamon, but maybe she somehow confused it with, I want, uh, when you said cinnamon, you she thought separate. you want sugar and butter. That is so weird. <laughs> no like, cinnamon. Seeing like a tablespoon of sugar, just, in, I mean, I get it, but anyways, well, I had to say it cause you said sugar and I've thought about it every moment since. It was weird. <laughs> it was odd. Well, I like eight o'clock coffee, even though I'm not drinking it today. I'm still drinking counterculture from this morning at our house. <laughs> it's in a to-go mug. It's black and it's really good. Um, but I like eight o'clock coffee because you ever have something, you see something or you hear it and then literal decades go by and you realize you're still living by that one random thing you heard. I was going to mention the taste test. <laughs> yep. There it, it was is. the taste test. There it was it is. 20, 20 years ago. I saw a thing online and it said in a national taste test and it had people, they were blindfolded and they tasted Starbucks and eight o'clock and... Uh, this was before Starbucks bought like all the other brands. Like I think they own the one called Pete's now and all the other ones. But it was before that. So it was like Pete's, Starbucks. Um, Probably some Folgers in Folgers, there. Folgers, I'm sure. And then what Ugh, was the Caribou God. was big back then mm. and eight o'clock coffee and eight o'clock coffee was like unanimously. Everybody was like, this is the best coffee. And I told Lisa, uh, we're going to start buying eight o'clock coffee for our house. <laughs> And until recently, that's all we ever bought for our house. <laughs> for because, years. Because of a random YouTube video I watched about 20 years Honestly, ago. Honestly, it was never bad. I love 8 o'clock yeah, coffee. Great. No, I'm not being facetious. I actually love 8 o'clock coffee. Yeah. We, we have been, bad. We, we had our Good. 20th anniversary this week. Yeah. And for 20 years, basically, we bought 8 o'clock coffee for our house. It was great. Yeah. Moving on though to a little bit of a different brand this past year, but we still go Taking back to it, it sometimes. Taking it uh, up, it's just different. It's definitely a upgrade. better. It's better. Yeah. yeah, you have to admit to that. I mean, it's good, mm. to, but you like your traditions. So. I w- I will say like it, consistency is a good thing, but sometimes better is better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you, but I now, just as, I am a believer of like you get what you pay for. Yeah. Yeah. Is that bad? I mean, like no. if eight o'clock's eight bucks, no. it tastes like eight dollars. Mm. Mm. But counterculture's fifteen. I've it tastes fifteen. Tasted eight dollars. I don't know. <laughs> eight single dollar bills. I don't think that wow. would taste very good. <laughs> we really went down a rabbit hole today. <laughs> well, it's somebody like, try that. Eat eight dollars. Yeah, and tell let us, us what know you, what that tell is. Us is it equivalent to eight o'clock like, coffee? You go to make. McDonald's and it's a dollar. It's and yeah. tastes like a dollar. And then like not just coffee is every bit worth eight dollars for a latte. We say me. so True. many brands on on this show. Yeah, like, we're trying to get an endorsement. <laughs> obviously, I don't know if we're supposed to or not. But we always say that's fine. Registered brands and trademarks. <laughs> we just say it. My favorite was when Lisa's saying hot topics, which hot we topics. by the way didn't say we're going to be doing a hot topic in between every series. Yeah, yeah. So, so another one coming if you up liked soon. It, we're going to do another one. But it's going to be spicy. This series, mm. we should probably get into it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. The importance of the word. Um, it is. Uh, it, it, it needs to be, or it should be, the foundation that every believer stands on. And one of the sad things I think that we've all probably seen before is believers, meaning Christians, somebody that has had an encounter with the Lord. They say, I believe in Jesus. They know they're going to heaven. Uh, sometimes people stop there with their relationship with the Lord and 
that's kind of, I mean, I've known people that have gone their whole life and that's the extent of their knowledge of, of what it means to be a believer, a Christian. Like, well, I know I believe in Jesus and that means I get to go to heaven. Um, but man, we got a whole Bible filled with the word that if we could just make it a part of our daily life, make it a part of our thoughts, make the word a part of our philosophy, how we process the information that comes to us, the situations that are in front of us, man, we will see so much victory mm. in our everyday life. We will, people can move from being, um, I don't know, uh, this isn't a great phrase, but kind of your average, uh, your average kind of believer out there mm. that just maybe would say, yeah, I believe in Jesus. I'm going to heaven to a person that can be walking around filled with power and operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. It goes back to the word that is um, not depressed, but walking in joy. That goes back to the word, not being shaken by the things going on in the earth and walking around in anxiety and fear, but walking around in confidence and in peace. That goes back to the word. Mm -hmm. We can live victoriously and make an impact for the kingdom of God on this earth. We don't have to just lock ourselves away and say, well, I'm, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. We can actually make an impact on this earth. And it goes back to the word and standing on the foundation that is the word. It, uh, I remember when I had that revelation, I was, I think I was 18 and I realized a lot of the things I believed were just because somebody told me. Mm. Actually, I might have been a little bit younger. I was, I was 15 when I started making the word a part of my daily life, meaning actually <clears throat> reading the Bible. Um, and, and it was, uh, because I realized a lot of the things I believed was just because somebody told me that's yeah. what I should believe. And then I started reading the word for myself and, uh, realized a lot of the things I believed weren't actually in the word. It was just something we like to call additives around here. Mm -hmm. Things mm -hmm. people added to the word. But as I started to realize how important the word was, it changed my life completely. Um, I'm sure everybody else in this room has a similar story. I know the four of us um, and here, I can speak for the four of us in this matter. I know we go to the word for everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything. Yeah. I mean, I was pro I remember having that thought, like you said, as a teenager, but I didn't know what to do with it, mm -hmm. <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember thinking, I don't know why I believe what I believe, but I mean, I wanted to change that, but I didn't know. I don't know. I guess I started processing the thought of like, I know that I have been told something and I think I believe it, but I couldn't back it up with the word necessarily. And I wanted to know it for myself, but I don't think I learned this concept of letting the word transform your life until recently mm. <laughs> like in my last few you know since being here since yeah. you know it, I, I think I was raised in this like culture maybe and I don't know that I never want to blame like oh because I was raised here or there I just don't think I thought more into it I'm not necessarily blaming it. I'm just saying growing up, this is a better way of saying it, growing up, I believed that it was kind of like you checked your box off, you read your Bible, you went to church. I remember hearing a story of someone um, who I really respected in our church, who he would wake up and he would pray for two hours every morning. So I thought like, I need to pray for two hours every morning. Mm. And it's like compartmentalizing mm. a bit. <laughs> well, now I just pray all day. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like a part of my 
my life and I like realized that the word actually doesn't absolute like there is literally no reason to read your Bible except to let it transform your life. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't do anything for the Lord. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's not like he's happy with you when you read your Bible. No. He's sad when you don't. Right. No, he loves you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's pleased with you. You have the word is a gift that we've been given that yeah. we can take and apply to our lives yeah. and see it transformed. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a personal thing. It's not yeah. like mm-hmm. check it off for the Lord. Yeah, like you you know, I'm happy with you today. You spent time with me or something like that. It's such a bad way of looking at the Lord too. Like, I don't even want to see him like that, but mm-hmm. he's in heaven. Like, yeah, cause he's not, no, mm-hmm. no. I, mean, I, I, I relate to that as well. Um, yeah, I do too. I, I love a good checklist and I, <laughs> I used to apply that to my walk with the Lord. Did I pray? Did I ask the Lord to forgive me of my sins today? Mm. Did I worship? Did I read the Bible? If I did, I felt good because I thought God felt good about me. And the truth is, he feels good about me because I'm his son mm. because of Jesus, because he chooses to look at me and see uh, the way he, he looked at Jesus. And because of what Jesus did for us, he sees us as whole and complete already. There's nothing we can do to become more whole and complete in the eyes of God. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it goes back. I want to make sure we get this in today before this episode's over and then we can build off of it. Um, it goes back to this parable that Jesus spoke in Matthew and it's in Matthew chapter four. It's the parable of the sower and the seed. Mm. And you know, this is important because Jesus tells this on a day. He told a lot of parables, but he said this about this particular parable. He said, if you understand this one, you're going to understand everything else Mm. I'm saying. And he told his disciples that, and then he actually explained it. He doesn't always explain his parables. Yeah. Um, in fact, some people get mad at him because he doesn't explain things. One of my favorite stories about Jesus is when he said, you won't be saved unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. And it says a multitude of his followers left him. In other words, <laughs> if this was modern days, a ton of people left his church and the disciples were basically like, hey, if you would just explain that you didn't mean that we were really going to eat your flesh and drink your blood, they'd all come back. And yeah. Jesus was just like, nah. They're just they can like, go. And you can go too if you like, want. They're like, you're so weird. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's, and y'all can go too. And they were like, where would we go? Right? That's so he, so good. he really whittled his followers down that day mm-hmm. just by not explaining. Uh, I mean, he could have been like, it was a metaphor, guys. Like, no one's going to really eat my flesh. But he didn't. Mm-hmm. But he did explain this parable. He said, if you understand this one, you can understand all of them. And the parable was about the sower and the seeds. And uh, if, if you're familiar with it, he's talking about the farmer Farmers scatter seeds. Some fell on uh, good ground. Some fell on thorny ground. Some fell on uh, ground that uh, birds of the air could come and steal it. Um, and and I don't know if we're going to get into what each of those grounds represent. But basically, the point of this parable was that the word of God is like the seed. And when the seed is planted in good ground, and we don't allow it to be stolen by the birds of the air, uh, by well, when Jesus explained the parable, when we don't let the word get stolen from us by demons, when we don't let the word get stolen from us by getting too distracted with the cares of the world, when we don't let the word get stolen from us simply because we don't understand it, that was the first type of ground, and when we don't let the word get stolen from us uh, because of any reason, when we let the word be planted in our hearts, then we will see increase. Then we will see it produce in our life. And he says some 30, some 60, sometimes a hundred 
fold, but the word has to get planted in our life, just like a seed gets planted in the ground. There are a lot of people, I know we've talked about this a lot lately. Uh, It seems like the four of us, this has come up a lot. There's people that think, well, you know, I do know my scriptures and I say them, I quote them. And sometimes it's like, I still don't see it working. Well, it's also not just something, it's not magic words. The word is not an incantation. It's not like a Harry Potter thing. Mm -hmm. You say the words and all of a sudden um, you got a a plant that's growing or it grows super fast. I mean, that's fantasy. I mean, the the demons know the Mm -hmm. the devil knows the word, (laughs) you know, and like, I, I was listening to Andrew Womack recently and he said, um, you can know something so much. It doesn't mean anything to you. Mm. And I think what That's he means good. by that is like John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. We are taught that from mm-hmm. like tiny, tiny babies, you know, like as little as we can start teaching them, we start teaching them that. And then it's like, but they never actually know what that means to them right. or what, how that can like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you can, we learn scripture so much that it actually doesn't even mean anything to us. I don't know. I, wanted, interesting. I wanted to say this. So I, when I was growing up, especially, uh, I, I've never liked scary movies, <laughs> but, um, I, for some reason I watched them. Like I watched them with my friends and I would get terrible nightmares and just awful, awful dreams and things like that. And the way I used the word, was like, you know, it was just like, okay, well, now I'm scared. I can use the word because in Hebrews 4.12, it says the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. So, I mean, when I was a little, little kid, I literally thought when I heard that, that I could swing my Bible around (laughs) and cut things. (laughs) And I did that. I swung it around. Like when you were scared. Yeah. yeah. Like stab in the dark. Yeah. Well, I would take my Bible and I would swing it around and like think I I could cut things. (laughs) Um, That's sweet, Will. You know, but that's how I used it. It was like only, only when I needed it, Mm -hmm. which you need it all the time. That's what I'm trying to say. But like in my mind, it was only when I needed it at that moment. It was like, okay, grab grab your sword, you know, and and it'll take care of you. It'll it'll do that. But we actually just talked about this with the youth group um, on Wednesday, which for any youth pastors or pastors, you know, sometimes you can talk about things and you feel like I don't even know if they got what I was trying to say or if I made any sense. But for some reason, this past week, I felt like it was just awesome. Like like. Nobody really said anything, you know, when you're in a room full of teenage boys, which was mostly what we what we had. Um, everybody's just kind of staring at you blankly. But we've been going through the word um, for the same reason and just taking scripture by scripture. And we were in Matthew seven, uh, verse four, verse 24, where Jesus is talking about building on a solid foundation. And he says, Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes and torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds their house on sand. So that was kind of how I was as a kid. And, you know, even even until I became like an adult, it was like my foundation was not... Uh, solid. It was very, very shaky. It was very like situation based, Mm. you know, whatever I was going through. Okay. Well, maybe I can 
muster up some uh, scripture that can, like BJ said, like like I can say it and it'll just boom, it'll happen. Um, you know, so talking about building that foundation, it's like even if you don't memorize the scripture verse, which I'm trying to do, I really am. I want to know, like, I want to know the exact place uh, to to be able to go. But like right now, I can memorize the scripture without the the location of it in the text, and I'm working on that. But you know, even if you can't memorize it, if that is in your heart, yeah, that's not going to get uprooted right. yeah. when when some wind tries to blow at you. Mm. You know, a scary but, movie or or something like well, that, I mean, doctor report, whatever. Yeah, care of the world. It's like, I mean. If you have your foundation built on the fact, like, you know, talking about Christian philosophy, you know, like if your foundation is, I do not care what God, sorry, what happens, I know God is good. Mm -hmm. It does not matter what happens to you, you know, like that's what that verse is saying. Like my foundation is set in the fact that I don't care what comes at me. I don't care what's thrown at me. I know that he's good and he's like this is going to be made right. for my good. Yep. And that philosophy is based on the word. John 10, yeah. 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy. Mm-hmm. But I, Jesus speaking, have come to give life and life abundantly. If something yeah. is coming at you and it's stealing, it's killing or it's destroying mm-hmm. my philosophy that I got from the word says, God is good. That's not from him. Yeah. Even if I don't quite understand what's mm-hmm. happening, why it's happening. I know it's not the Lord. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that like, like will grabbing the Bible, stabbing in the dark that have a type of, reverence for the Bible, right? It sits on the shelf. It's the prized possession in the house. I love the story of the guy who puts his uh, coffee mug down on a Bible. And And that was an Andrew story. Yeah. Yeah. And the lady freaks out, get your coffee mug off of the Bible. That's a holy book. And he said he picked his coffee mug up and there's a dust ring two inches (laughs) thick, you know, like nobody had opened that Bible. It's, it's to me, Jesus back to this parable compares the word to a seed. Mm. Can you imagine having a bag of seeds and you revere this bag of seeds so much you're never going to break it open mm-hmm. and and plant the seeds. It does you no good. Yeah. Right. It might sit on a shelf. It's like, man, look at all these great seeds I have. Like this, these seeds could feed the entire city for a month. These seeds, if I would, mm-hmm. when I if I planted them, can do this. They can do that. They can be a million apples. These seeds could be a million whatever but they're just in the bag. And Jesus is like, that does you no good. You got to take those seeds and you got to put them in the ground. The Bible is an amazing book. It's a great book, but it is just a book. You got to take the word that is written in the Bible and you have to plant it in your heart like a seed. It's got to be your go-to. It's got to be your very foundation. Mm -hmm. When something goes on in your life, you got to pick up that book if it's not already in your heart and find out how to respond to it, right? Yeah. Figure out how to respond to that situation based on the word. Yeah. This is um this is the way Lisa and I have genuinely lived. Our marriage has been built on this. Wait, I can say that like without a shadow of a doubt yeah. for 20 years. Like I, I said that earlier, we just celebrated our 20th. It's a good thing to celebrate. We decided we're going to celebrate all year. Yeah, not just I like uh, it. not just uh, <laughs> not just our date night also, we had, but we're gonna celebrate. But all those twenty years, our foundation, even of our marriage, has been the word. We go to mm-hmm. the word for everything. Yeah, it's true. It's, and we've also are celebrating twenty years of ministry too. 
full-time ministry. Full-time ministry. Because we were serving and we were obviously PKs like born into ministry, but like full-time ministry as well. A week before our wedding, my dad said, you know, when you get from your honeymoon, y'all are the youth pastors. Oh, okay. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, we can relate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of happened to y'all. We didn't know any better. It yeah. was it was more of an offer for y'all. Than a, for, yeah, for us, it wasn't it, a demand. No, it was a demand for us. <laughs> it was when y'all get back. Uh, the person who was serving as our youth pastor at, at church, Dad said, "Yeah, he's he's out." Well, as soon as y'all get back, y'all are the youth I'm pastors. Like, All right, have we'll you do told it. Dad? Have you told him yet? We'll call him Tim. It wasn't Tim. Dad, have you told Tim yet? No, he doesn't need to know. It's fine. Well, and also we were like, uh, shouldn't we like have some curriculum or something? He's like, no, just yeah. figure it out. We're like, okay, cool. We still have all the papers. We had, but we had you know a, what? We wrote a lesson out every week, and we have it, and we use clip art, and it yeah. is funny. That is, we funny. have all it's of great. them. But you know, I mean, it was those simple truths, those foundational yeah. things, is is what we, you know built our life on. And so it was easy to teach about those things. Cause those are the things, you know, that we've been living or that we were actively learning. Can you think of an example in our marriage that we like, maybe something that happened came our way and we went to the word? Mm. Um, well, I can think about a lot of different things, but you know, um, financial peace, I think, you know, whether we had a lot or a little, whether it was a season of a lot or a little, I think I can think back and 20 years. And, and I think always our response mm-hmm. is going back to the word of like, we're blessed according to his riches. Like there were so many times where we, we had that word inside of us. Like I can be confident that if God started a good work in us, he's going to be faithful to complete mm-hmm. it. He is our El Shaddai. He is our Jehovah Jireh. Like I think not just claiming it, but like actually knowing God, you have taken care of us and you will always take care of us. I'm telling you, we have seen provision after provision because of who we know, we know God to be. And, and like, I mean, anytime we were getting into strife and falling into patterns of strife, like we would literally take authority over it with the word of God and actually say spirit of strife. You have to leave my house. Yeah. You don't get to have a place in my heart in my husband's heart in my life. Like I can't tell you how many times we've used our authority just in, in, you know, just doing everyday life Authority that we know we have because of the word, word. not because I'm a Christian. I have authority. No, but we know the word says you have been given power to, trample serpents to cast out demons to heal the sick right all authority under heaven yeah. and earth this is ours as believers well I, right even as a you know we obviously look up to bj and lisa for a lot of reasons but i even remember a couple of weeks ago when ava got in that little accident mm-hmm. um one of the Shout first out an embarrasser yeah. that's Aww. good it's fine she's fine she's it wasn't fine. bad yeah, yeah. It was you know good. everything's fine but one of the first things i heard lisa say was you know, when I heard about it, she called me. They, it was a long story. They were in traffic, couldn't get to her whole thing. And the first thing that I heard Lisa say was, I immediately knew Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, I know, like, I know she's going to be okay because Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, for I know the plans I have for you to give you a hope and a future and yeah. expect it. And like, mm-hmm. there was nothing that could shake, you yeah. know, that assurance that was based on the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the reason I said that was because like it is so easy to sit in a moment where everything is going right and and say I know the word, mm-hmm. but the hard part is when something does come at you, mm-hmm. you know, because 
that like we live in a fallen word world where things will happen, but it's all about how we handle it. Mm -hmm. And when things do come at you, what is your, what is your first response? Pastor Dean says that what's your first response is, Mm -hmm. you know, is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it stress? Is it worry? Is it doubt in the word? Is Mm -hmm. it doubt in the Lord? Is it doubt that you, maybe you missed it? Like you, you just made that up on your own or is it just like that? Nope, I know what the word says. Yep. Yeah. Period. You know, it's, I like, even as Lisa was talking, I even she said we've gone to the word for financial peace. I was thinking about this just recently mm-hmm. because we have recorded five or six albums of our music and self-funded almost all of it. And uh, I was thinking about this recently because th- th- they were significant investments. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw some numbers out here, but because it was in 2008, which was a recession. It we was had a financial a one-year-old. It was a financial crisis. <laughs> well, we had a one-year-old. We were about to have our second. Mm-hmm. We owned our house, right? We we had been very wise with our money. We've never had big salaries, but we've been very smart with our money. We've always given. We've always saved. We've always been smart, and we've been abundantly blessed. And it has never been based on how much our salaries were. Mm-hmm. Well, it was '08 and housing crisis, recession. And we put somewhere between twenty five and thirty thousand dollars of an investment into our first album. Mm-hmm. Like personally, that's how much we put in from we our on from our accounts ministry from, salaries on ministry salaries <laughs> in the middle of a recession. Yeah. And I was thinking about that recently because I heard someone talking about how hard 08 was for them, two thousand nine, mm. two thousand ten, and we I don't remember one time in two thousand eight, nine or ten ever thinking, uh-oh, we're in a recession. Mm-hmm. Things aren't going good. I hope right. I hope we can keep our salaries at church. I hope we can keep yeah. our jobs. I hope money still comes in. And it's so funny because and, unless I'm mistaken, do you remember ever? I don't, I don't remember ever one time having a conversation like, I hope we can make it. No. We just knew that the word said, well, we put our hands to a prosper. That's right. what the word says. That's what our foundation was. When we put our hands to something that'll prosper, that's in Psalm chapter one, uh, it, one place that's at. Um, so we we stood on that. We mm-hmm. saw that album that we invested in that middle of that recession. And we did see it prosper, mm-hmm. and it was great. And we've seen in our in our careers of of doing even music, we've seen it prosper. Um, but that we made a big investment mm-hmm. for us that year in the middle of a recession, and we saw um, we never got. I don't remember ever being nervous. I don't remember ever mm-hmm. thinking, "Uh oh, this ain't going too good. This is not a good time to do this." We just acted on the word. Yeah. The word was our foundation. And and I don't remember ever being in fear. That's awesome. During no, and you know, I heard somebody saying something about how terrible 2020 was. And honestly, it was great for me. I thought the same thing. I I literally just think like it it wasn't a bad so much fun. I know. Like, and I mean, yeah, there were a lot of things going on in the world, but like for my world and our community, Mm -hmm. like we just we didn't experience all the stuff. I mean, right. we weren't, we weren't because we know who God is because we know the word we weren't living in fear. Yeah. We weren't living in lack. Right. We weren't living without anything. And it was because we know who God is and we know the word of God. It's not magic. It wasn't magic, but it was like, because of the 20 years of knowing we've tasted, we've seen God is so good. Yeah. doesn't matter what's coming our way. What storm is there? We know we're protected. Yeah. We know we have the word. 
And that's just how we've always lived mm-hmm. our life. Now, one bit of perspective, that person wasn't talking about like losing people they loved. No, no, they no, were no, talking no, about, no, just saying like, right. man, it was really rough. I yeah. feel like they were talking I feel like about in general people. This is a thing that I hear a lot. Yeah. It's like, man, 2020 they were was talking really about rough. locking down. They were yeah. talking yeah. about that kind of stuff. Not and like I, I'm not downplaying that, but I'm just saying that's not my, my experience because, you know, the children of Israel, like they had a different experience than the, mm-hmm. than, than the Egyptians, right? Like mm-hmm. they had, they were, they were having a different encounter. <laughs> A different thing was happening because Meaning they were blessed. When the plagues were coming, yeah, the Egyptians experienced all the plagues. Yes, the children of Israel lived in Egypt in a neighborhood called the land of Goshen. Yes, and when there was pitch blackness in Egypt, there was light in the Goshen. Mm, when right. there was frogs in Egypt, in every cabinet and every bowl, yeah, there were no frogs in the land of and Goshen. I when there was that. flies, even I feel that even mm. when the firstborn, uh, the angel of death, took the firstborn right. of the Egyptians, the people in the land of Goshen put the blood. Yeah. of the lamb over their doorpost and mm-hmm. the angel of death passed up, passed over the land of Goshen. I mean, that goes back to words from the Lord, like put mm-hmm. this blood over your door. Like there's a reason yeah. why we have the word. It is a weapon. You know, I think Will was onto something even as a kid, like it is a weapon, but knowing how to use it the proper way. Bible man. There too, you go. So. Oh, Bible I've man. never seen Bible man. Man, oh. it is so good. <laughs> I, yeah. He was definitely spirit filled. Um, well, Yeah. We're going to stay on this topic. Okay. So I know we all have a whole lot to say. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot to say. Okay. We got a lot. Now <laughs> oh, that sorry, we kind of took over. No. <laughs> Why? No. Now that we've uh, got the ball rolling, yeah. I know we have uh, plenty more the four of us can say about this subject because it is very important. I know what we're, one of the things I know we're going to get into in the coming weeks is, um, you know, s- some, some people put so much emphasis on worship and prayer and things like that. And it's almost like you you can see people ignoring the word and it's mm-hmm. almost like, well, this is more important. Well, we're actually going to get into like what's more important, right? right? Because, um, it, well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but we're going to get into <laughs> into all these Spoiler things. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So, yeah. um, man, we love you guys. Thanks for spending another, another half hour or so with us here on episode seven, Coffee with FCG or Coffee at FCG. And, uh, We hope you join in with us again next week, every Wednesday, right here. We got to say goodbye. Yep. Okay. Count us down. Lisa, (laughs) count us down from whatever you want to count us down from. 35, 10, whatever you want. Uno, dos, tres. You count it up. You got to count down. (laughs) All right. Three, two, one. Sign He hasn't even had coffee right <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us for Coffee at FCG. We are so thankful for you, and we would love to hear from you. So if you want to get in touch with us, send us a message, whatever you want to do, info at fcgastonia.com. If you'd like to give to our church, uh, obviously we're a, we're a church, so it's a nonprofit status you'll get a giving statement at the end of the year you can go to our website fcgastonia.com and hit the giving link right there Um, it's a great way for you to it's a great place for you to sew so we would love to hear from you just conversation let us know your prayer needs let us know what you want to hear us talk about but uh we are so glad you're with us and we will hear from you soon you'll hear from us soon